It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Steve. And as you guys know by now, we just got back from Las Vegas, our favorite place to go. Especially for the uh, podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, this is a little different, Steve. It was a little different this time because of the uh, COVID-19. It was hard to get street interviews, right? Uh, Yeah. With this COVID, we didn't really want to go up to anybody. And nobody really wanted to go up to us. But I'll tell you, everybody practiced safe, uh, you know, with their mask and everything. I didn't see anybody that didn't have a mask that was told not to wear a mask. No, I didn't. No, and, and you know, it really, the restrictions really didn't ruin anything for us, especially, I um, mean, we had a great time, and especially we, we have to talk about the uh, El Cortez. Oh, Hotel. one of the best places to stay. Oh, yeah. We, um, the El Cortez down on Fremont, I think everybody by this time knows where it is, but I have to, I have to tell you, they went above and beyond in their uh, COVID-19 preparedness, don't you think? Oh, but uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I didn't, like like I said, n- nobody in there bucked the system. No. I mean, everybody, and they were so nice about it. Oh, yeah. You know, i tell you what the El Cortez does. It makes you feel like it's a private club and you're a member down there. It really does. I can't stress it enough. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like... They care about you because we spent a night later on on the strip and it was like being, they had no idea who we were. A number. Yeah, a number, right. They didn't even care. And you know, the other thing is at the El Cortez, the, in the between the slot machines, there's the plexiglass. So yeah, it's almost, that's right. That's it's right. almost like you're in a little booth. Not to mention the 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 always available uh, hand sanitizer and the people walking around cleaning the machines. I mean, they were, and then even when you get in your room, uh, the room was spotless. And I'm not just saying this. I mean, we have several things to compare it to. I mean, we won't mention any names, but the El Cortez by far was better prepared than some of the other places we went into. How about when you would get on? And off the elevator, there was someone standing there that would spray down the keys right. and everything. I mean, it was great. Right. right, they would. They would hit the button for you and then immediately wipe it off. So you go over to the elevator to press the button. They press the button, wipe it off. You get inside, and you say, I'm going to floor five. Well, you have to have your little card key, right? So you scan the card key. They wipe off. They wipe off everything. And, and this is every time, you know? So, I mean, they were all about it. And... um but I do, I, I do want to, while we're talking about the El Cortez, mention a couple of people. Our good buddy at the Bell desk, Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. yeah. I think Jimmy's from, I'm going to say, I know he's from Ohio. Yeah. But every time we're there, he always says, hey, it's the boys from Cincinnati. Yeah. So I'm assuming he may be a Cincinnati guy because he's a Reds fan. He's a big-time Reds fan. Yeah. He's always talking about the Reds. And... Um, as you can imagine, we were in Siegel's 1941, which is the 24-hour restaurant there at the El Cortez. We were in there a lot. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, you, <laughs> you, you think of it, it, it's a smaller restaurant, but big-time food. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can get oatmeal, 
and you can get prime rib there. In the same place. In the same place. At the same time, if you want it. 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. Loved it. And our, uh, our, uh, one of the people who waited on us several times, who was always fun to talk to, she had a great sense of humor. And we kidded around with her a lot, and uh, she took it real well. Her name is Claudia. So going oh, to yeah. Seagulls. Yeah. Talk Claudia, to, nice lady. Yeah, she was very nice. We we got to know her a little bit, uh, and so and some other people. But I'm just I don't want to leave anybody out. But I'm just mentioning the people that that uh, really stood out. Well, Everybody you know, was real nice. You know who who I remember. Remember I told you, and I I am so terrible with names, and you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, the sports book. Now we go out once a year to. Play the sport. That's one of our things. We go out on a Saturday. We bet college football. Right. We're out there on a Sunday. We bet pro football. Now, you know, we're not experts because we only go out once a year. But we love to sit in the sports book. A smaller sports book, but they treat you like you're royalty in the sports book. But the guys behind the counter, and I can't remember names, and I hate that, uh, went up and above the call. I mean, I would walk up and say, first thing I would say to him is, look, I don't do this that often. I said, so if I make a mistake, you know, I'm sorry. And they were like, oh, man, don't worry about that. We'll take care of you. We'll show you exactly. If I'm, I bet one game wrong, and the guy behind the county was a blonde-haired guy. I can't think of his name. He said, now, this is the way you got to do it. You can't bet. You know what I mean? It was like that. It wasn't like when we went over to that other casino and they were like, take your card, sit down, fill it out right. Right. And and when I wanted futures, there was a guy late at night, went back in the back, made me a copy on the copy machine, brought it out to me for futures. And he knew I wasn't a big time better. You know, a $20, $50 better is all I am. Right. You know, so those guys did a great job they really do i mean i can't say enough about them down there and i even had a chance to talk to the boss down there adam weisberg oh yeah nice yeah I remember. yeah nice guy you know um you know i was telling him it was so funny <laughs> i was telling him i said listen we really appreciate you accommodating us we know we're not high rollers and he said well listen you know the the everyday rollers and the medium rollers are what keeps us in business so uh, you know, uh, like I said, it's not like we spend a hundred thousand dollars there or anything, but you sure feel like you're a VIP when you're down there at the El Cortez because it's small, it's homey, and um, and I really, really enjoyed. It. I can't say enough about it. Um, they treat us and everybody like royalty down there. Well, I can tell you this: they've won awards. You know, there's always the Las Vegas vote for the best casino. They win all the time for loosest slots, right? best table games. So if you want to go to Vegas, you want to gamble, and you want to win, and I'm not guaranteeing you're going to win, go <laughs> right. to the El Cortez. Yeah. I'm telling you, I was playing a game, one of the games, and it even listed on the screen what the odds were, payout, payout odds. Right. I mean, it literally told you. And your video poker machines downtown? Nine six odds, you know. If you know what that means, you know that's the best odds you can get. Nine six. Right. They don't have any of those up on the strip. Six five video poker machines. Nine six and eight five, all of them. Right. And coins. I mean, that's great. That that's old. 
To me, you would think Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra would walk in anytime. Right. I love it. That is, I love the old school. That is the truth because now I can tell you one thing. Um, they seem to keep they seem to keep the machines a good balance of old and new machines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and when I say old, I mean some of your old favorites. You know what I mean? I don't mean outdated. I just mean some of your favorites that you get to see. And uh, they seem to keep a good balance. You can get your brand new video or you can get your, your, your old reel, three, three reel types. So say it's that just three times. Yeah, that's hard to say. Um, so anyway, we wanted to make sure that we acknowledge them, that they're a big part of the reason that we have such a good time out there is because you always feel like at the end of the night, if you go out somewhere else, you always feel like you're coming back home, not just to a cold hotel room. You know what I mean? Yeah. You always Absolutely. feel like it's homey. I mean, they have a they have a 24-hour, I'm sure it's 24-hour subway down there. You know? Uh, no, it's great. It's great. We, we love the El Cortez, and we hope to see them next year around the same time. I will definitely keep in touch with... Uh, somebody from Mr. Weisberg's staff, if not himself, and let them know we're coming back, and uh, we think very highly of them. So what else was going on in Vegas, Steve? Steve's, Steve is, uh, when we were out there, we were making sure we were keeping track of things we wanted to tell you guys about. So uh, it was great. Now, first and foremost in Las Vegas, for me, it's way too hot. It's way too hot to do almost anything uh, for me. Here comes the Core Extra Podcast dog. The Core Extra Watchdog is here watching. How did she open the door? She uses her foot like this. Uh, it's pretty good because then yeah. she even closed it while she was not even near the door, which is pretty impressive. Well, she's 14 years old. What do you expect? I mean, mm. she got to learn something. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Okay. So, anyway, it was 100 degrees literally out there. Uh, too hot to to do anything outside that much. So luckily, most of the most of the gambling is inside. <laughs> what do you think of that, Maya? Yeah, you know, I I uh, enjoy walking the um, downtown Fremont Street experience. Right. But it was kind of you know the the coronavirus did shut down. Fremont Street a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it didn't shut it down. I mean, you had to walk through uh, special gates, and you had to have your mask on. And I didn't see anybody really get upset no. about it like you see in some other places. Well, they even take your temperature when you go into a couple of... The D. See, yeah, the D. You go in there, they take your temperature. So they're pretty serious. They're, they're pretty serious out there, which is good. So what else? So, well, so give I, them a rundown of what of what happened out there in Los Angeles. Well, I can tell you this. Here, let's give a rundown. Now, we're in Eastern Standard Time. Right. We fly out to Vegas, which is Pacific Coast time. Is that right? Pacific Coast. Is that what they call it? Uh, Mountain so. West? Yeah, I'm not what sure. What the hell do they call that out there? I think it's Pacific Coast. I don't know what the hell it's called. You would think after 60 years I know what the hell time zones are. You would think. But the thing is, like, on... Sun, Saturdays and Sundays when we bet the football, it's a three-hour time difference. And that's, that is great. When you got an NFL game that starts at 10 a.m., 
1 p.m., and the last game is at 5.30. Right. I mean, that is it's perfect. Perfect. Well, back here on the East Coast, it's 1, 4, and 8.30. Right. Uh, I mean, actually, we missed a bet because we were still on Cincinnati time. <laughs> exactly. But I just like the... You know, just the atmosphere of Vegas. But we couldn't do any on-site interviews, which I really wanted to do. And it just, you know, we didn't feel comfortable talking to anybody. They just didn't feel, look comfortable. You know, everybody was your six feet away. Right. And everybody practiced social distancing. But we just didn't feel comfortable going up to anybody. And nobody, like, came up to us. Right. Well, Even you know. with cards. Water, you know how it is out there. Yeah, no, and you know it's hard to walk up to somebody and put your phone up to them and say, "Here, we want to interview you with a mask on." Yeah, with a mask during the pandemic, you know it's just hard. Even in the, even in the um, lifts or Ubers, um, even when you get in there, we used to do that. But these people don't really want to talk that much. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I understand it, you know. And we we used to sit one person in the front, one person in the back, and then whoever was in the front would you know, you do the interview, but now they, you can't sit in the front, you know, you have to sit in, everybody has to sit in the back. So, so it was just tough. But. Well, we only have, um, two more months and this will be over because the election will be over. The pandemic <laughs> right. will be over. So yeah, you would like to that, think so. And that's as much of political that we do in our show. Yeah, you would like to think so. <laughs> we'll see. But there were, I thought two very interesting people. Okay. That we ran into. And that was just because we were playing. Right. right. Uh, Kurt, what about the lady from Brooklyn? Uh, okay. So the lady from Brooklyn, when we went up on the strip. So I'm playing a machine, and she is two machines away. So this is a woman who's out there celebrating her birthday. Uh, she said it was her birthday weekend, and her nieces had flown out there with her to um, celebrate, you know, and she's been to Vegas a couple of times, but this was a big deal for her. Uh, and she has some mobility issues. Um, she was in one of those uh, carts. So she likes being up on the strip in the bigger places, you know what I mean? Because she can yeah, move. Yeah, so she can she, get around. Yeah, she can get, move around right. and get around. And, and she was telling me how she had taken a tour downtown Fremont. So she was out there getting around, having a great time. So we start talking. And she started telling me, well, that machine you're playing is not going to play off, pay off. And I said, well, what do you mean? Uh, she said, well, I've been watching that machine and the one I'm on. She says, all you're going to get is a $20 bonus if you get the bonus. So sure enough, I get the bonus. And I get about $22 on the bonus. <laughs> so I'm like, whoa, how did you know that? She said, because I've been sitting here. This is what she tells me. She says, I've been sitting here for 12 hours. And I've been watching these machines. And I said, wait a minute. You've been sitting there for 12 hours? He's like, yep, this is the only machine I play. I play these three machines. And the one I'm playing, I said, well, is it paying off? She said, yeah, you know, every now and then. And I'm thinking, well, hell, you've been sitting there for 12 hours. 12 hours, you pay get off. one win. You should get something. Yeah. And, um, and she said, and then she got the bonus, and she got about 20 bucks. That was it. I said, well, it must be doing something because you're sitting there for 12 hours. Yeah, that's... You know, and she goes, uh, well, you know, I'm not going to try all these other machines because I don't hear anybody screaming. She said, when you go to a casino, if it's paying off, it, 
when you hear people scream, you know it's paying off. She said, I haven't heard anybody screaming. And I thought, well, but you've only been in one spot for 12 <laughs> hours. Somebody could be screaming on the other side of the casino because we were in one of the big ones, right? I said, somebody could be screaming way over there. What are you talking and it, about? And it was huge. Oh, it was huge. I mean, I mean, we could tell them where we were. That was in the uh, Excalibur. Yeah, we were in the Excalibur. It was huge. Well, huge. first of all, we only stayed there one night because we right. just wanted to see what it was like up on the strip because right. we always stay downtown. Yeah, right. Well, no one seemed to know where our room was. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. The, they sent us, and the way these big hotels are set up, you have to walk through the casino to get to the, anything the, to the lobby to anything. Yeah, so because they want you to drop money as you're walking through the casino. And you have to go to food court. You have to go anywhere to the front desk. You have to walk through the casino. So this this hotel now our hotel room was fifteen thousand two hundred forty one. That's no lie, no lie. So I don't know if they go higher than that. And but they sent us. We go to the lot. First of all, we go to the lobby. It's packed, but we used. What was that check-in we used? It's just the automated online. Yeah, automated online with the phone, which to me is complicated as hell. But I was able to figure it out. I was very proud of myself mm-hmm. that I figured that out. But because uh, I'm not a whiz at all. So we get the hotel room, and we ask one of the people that work there, where's the hotel? Where, where's the elevators to the room? They have two elevators, each each end of the casino. And I'm, when I say each end, it's a long walk. So we go all the way down to our elevators where they stay. We get down there, and there's a security guard down there. And he says, oh, no, 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 you're at the wrong elevators. You need to go completely across the casino. So we walk all the way. Now, we got our bags with us. We walk all the way across the casino to these elevators. We get there. And the guy says, oh, no, no, wrong one. You need to go to those, which was back across again. So we walked back across the casino again. Do you remember this? Oh, how can I forget? And finally, we find a lady that helps us. Well, the casino is not marked well at all. It's not at all. Each one, it said floor 1 through 12, and we were on fifteen. Right. But if you go around the corner, it says 15 to 38 or something like 13 to right. 14 to 30, whatever. I don't know. So it wasn't marked well. So we had walked back and forth three times. And let's face it, we're not young guys. So we were burnt out before we got. <laughs> we had to go upstairs to take a nap. Oh, <laughs> uh, But then, and then there was one other story that really piqued our interest. We had never thought of this before. We were in a cab going to the, I'm sorry, we were in a, a Lyft, I think, or an Uber. One yeah, of, one of the two. Going to the airport, and there was this, do you remember this guy? Oh, yeah. There was this gentleman in the car, and he used to live in Hawaii, moved here to Vegas. And Kurt said, hey, have you been doing this for a while? He says, well, I was in the service, and I was stationed in Alaska. So he said, but I got this chance. He asked us where we were from. We said Cincinnati. He said, well, I haven't been there, but I've been to Dayton. Kurt says, oh, right, Pat. 
And the guy said, yeah, I flew in the right path for an hour, which I don't blame you. Who would want to be in Alaska in the Aleutian Islands all right. that time stationed? So he, when, the, when the thing came, he jumped and got on the plane. Flew into Wright Pat in Dayton. And if everybody knows in Wright Pat, there's a hangar. Was that Hangar H? Hangar 18. Hangar 18. That's where they keep the UFOs. That supposedly keeps the UFOs. Mm-hmm. So this guy is in the, uh, was in the armed forces. So he flies back to the Aleutian Islands. No big deal. Well, Kurt brings up that, hey, you've been to Hangar 18, and now you live out here at... Uh, Area 51. Area 51. He said, you've seen it all. He said, let me tell you. <laughs> he said, you know the new uh, branch of the service, which is, what is that called? Space Force. Space Force. Mm-hmm. He said, now, my time in the armed services, the scuttlebutt is that the Space Force was created because right now we're already fighting a, a war in space. That's right. With some aliens. Alien. I guess it's aliens. Yeah, I mean, what is that? Who else would it be? So He said they're up there duking it out right yeah, now. Yeah, right now, fighting. So I had never heard anything like that before. But makes you think, why would we start the Space Force? Well, clearly, clearly because there's aliens up there duking it out. I mean, this guy's been to Hangar 18 and Area 51. He's seen it all. He's seen it all. He's got the whole thing covered. But wouldn't you think, if we were able to fight up in space, Mm -hmm. that I could get from uh, Las Vegas to Atlanta in less than three and a half hours? (laughs) You would think. I mean, that's how long the flight took. Oh, my God. You know... Let me tell you, the flight coming from Atlanta to Cincinnati, when they tell you that they're only going to send the uh, flight attendants down the aisle once because it's going to be rough weather, you need to listen to them. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. That thing was yeah. brutal because was, of the hurricane. He said it was residual effects of the hurricane. But that was brutal. But so we get to – anyway, so we get to Vegas – at like 9 or 10 o'clock Saturday morning. It's time to eat. Yeah. So to our bodies, it's, you know, it's lunchtime. So we, so that was our first introduction to Seagulls 41. I think it's called Seagulls 1941. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. And it's 24 hours. It's named after Bugsy Siegel. And um, it's 24 hours. And they have the best country fried. I tried country fried steak. In three different places. Three different places. And I'm here telling you right now, after uh, taste testing them in three places, the winner, easy, easy winner, is the Seagulls 1941 in the El Cortez Hotel. It was the best one. The leanest cut, the best taste, the gravy was the best, and um, it wasn't even close. Well, it was kind of close. The number two, the runner-up, was kind of close. But we only deal with winners here, so I'm not even going to mention that's the it. other ones. We don't give out second place. No, there's no second. There's no second participation. Second place is the first loser. Yeah, there's no participation trophy. You know what they say in the Olympics? You don't win silver, you lose gold. 
That's right. That's right. And um, the gold medal to the best country fried steak, you know, based on my uh, taste test, clearly is Siegel's 1941 at the El Cortez Hotel. I'll tell you what else is good there. Now, Steve had an interesting breakfast treat at the at, at uh, Siegel's. I have never seen this on a menu in Cincinnati, but he found it. And he got some of it. Tell him about it, Steve. Spam was on the menu. <laughs> spam. I had to get spam because I couldn't remember what it tastes like. I'm telling you this. I'm buying, starting to buy spam. <laughs> Kurt, what, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. I mean, I'm I'm starting to think, wait a second, what have I missed all this time? I've fallen <laughs> under the assumption that it's just cheap meat. No, it's Well, really you know, good. Spam's only got like six ingredients in it. It is not bad. I'm telling you, it was pretty good. I mean, they fried it, and they gave you like three or four pieces of oh, it. Oh, you had, you had like four big pieces. I took a bit. I already put it on... As the, as the old folks say, the Twitter. Oh, yeah. And, know, and, I think I did anyway. And I know that uh, Spam is big in Vegas. Right. Because it's big in Hawaii. And there's a huge Hawaiian population or a, the, the Hawaiians love to visit Las Vegas. Yeah, that one hotel. I can't uh, remember the name yeah, of it. it it's I, I want to say the Californian, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure at, the name. about that. But I know the menu items and everything are all Hawaiian. But oh, not spam? All. Wait a minute. Not all no, Hawaiian. But no. a, a great portion of it. But spam is, I'm getting it from now on. It was, it was good. It was good. I was surprised. I was surprised. And I think one day, one day we ate somewhere and I ate breakfast. I had country fried steak. This was not at the El Cortez. I had country fried steak. I was trying it out. And Steve had ribs and chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that so was, that tells you. That was how that that was how that restaurant was we were in. Um, you could get anything you wanted. I got breakfast and he got lunch. So, which it, is one of the things. And that's the way Seagulls was. I mean, Seagulls the same way. 24 hours because, heck, somebody's just coming off an all-nighter. Right. Wants breakfast and the other guy is just getting off work. Right. And comes into Seagulls and eats. So the other thing we did in Vegas, I did anyway, is I went up and and got a tattoo. Yes. That's right. I forgot about yeah, that. I gotta put that online, yeah. I uh, and I'm not a tattoo person at all. This is my first one. I'm not I'm not big on the tattoos only because I don't like anything that can be identified as voluntary pain. <laughs> it's just not my thing, you know. I don't have any piercings or anything. If it's gonna hurt, I'm like, listen, I've been in enough pain. Yeah, I'm you know, just I'm getting not, up I don't in want the morning. Voluntary pain, you, you know what I mean? And not me, but I, I'll put a picture of my tattoo on there online. Did you put a picture? Everybody asks mm-hmm. for a picture of us, right? Well, if you look now, I knew our new. Um, Profile pic is of us. Yeah, that's up already. So it's up on the uh, on the Twitter. <laughs> it's up on everything: Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, Instagram, so you can, you guys can see us. I know you. Everyone has asked. Right, and look how disappointed what? you guys are going to yeah. be when you oh. see us. 
But if you check out our necklaces, we, we got more comments. Well, you can't really see them on our Oh, thing. you can't? No, because it was too big. Oh, uh, we, well, never mind. We'll, we'll show them to you another time. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll flip them up there one time. So I'm just going to leave that at that. Yeah, we'll put them up there. People like them. But I don't know. If, do you have anything else on Vegas? No, just what it's always a good time. I love yeah. it out there. And, you know, a lot of people think. Well, if you go to Vegas, you have to gamble, which is which is true. I mean, that Vegas is built around gambling. That's true. But you can really take a day and have a ball and not uh, gamble a bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, 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 and, and, you know, you hear people say that, but it is true. You don't you don't really have to. Um, you don't really have to be stuck inside the casinos if you don't want. I'll just say it's hot outside. And when we were there. So, um, you know, you spend a lot of time inside, <laughs> you know. But I do want to tell you how, how hot it is. Uh, how how, how hot is it? How hot is it? Well, here's what happened. We were in the gift shop one night, and we run into this guy, okay? His, and he, this guy is like a tall, thin guy. He had a, a long coat. He had a beret on, right? Yep. And you could tell that he was kind of artistic type guy. Just just by looking at him, you know, he kind of had an artist flair. And he was with two people that were dressed like they had just come from that Vegas chapel, you know. <laughs> so uh, we couldn't help but, but notice him, you know. So he had on some jewelry that looked like it was, like, made in a metal shop. It wasn't like... Yeah, it was unusual. Wasn't it? it was unusual. So I asked him about it because we were in line. So we started talking to this guy. And it turns out his name is Joseph Gilbert, and Gilbert is J-I-L-B-E-R-T. He's from New Orleans, Louisiana, but he lives in Las Vegas now. Well, he runs a company called Fleet of the Apocalypse, where they make all of these, um, like, steampunk and things like that, art like that, big metal art pieces, right? So he tells us that he said, "Well, I made all the jewelry I'm wearing," and he said, "Well, I make I made some of those big cars and vehicles in um, what was it called? Mad Max, Mad Max Fury Road, yeah, the one with Charlize Theron." And we were like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah," he said, "I'm working on the new one now, now the new Mad Max now." Now I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe he was just pulling our strings. But he, he talked a good game. That's yeah. for sure. So I looked him up, and you can look him up. I found him on, uh, what is it called? Facebook, Joseph Gilbert. Uh, I tried to find him other places. I really couldn't. I tried to. F- I found Fleet of the Apocalypse. So at any rate, he tells us, he says, look, he says, uh, we, we told him about the podcast, and we said, we like to talk to you. Interview. He says, sure, come over to my farm. He says, it's got like 200 acres. And we said, well, where is he? He says, right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, that kind of threw us right there. <laughs> well, so, but, but look, he, he was in the casino, so, I don't, you know, I don't think he was that far away from home, but who knows, right? So Steve and I said, well, look, we'll call you tomorrow, and we'll come out there to the farm, you know, which I affectionately called Spawn Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Say, <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to come out to the ranch with Joseph. So next day comes around, and Steve and I are walking down the street, and we are melting. That's how hot it is. Yeah, and, it's in the hundreds. And we look at each other and go, 
is today really the day we want to go to a farm <laughs> and watch a guy put together a... Because uh, you know if you're, if you're doing that metal art, you got the torches going. You know what I mean? It's hot. Yeah, it, it was too hot to And I said, no. I, I was sure like to interview this guy for the podcast, but there's no way. I would die out there in the heat. So, you know, I didn't call him. I didn't get back with him. I'll email him here at some point, but we really wanted to go, but that would have had to have been a nighttime thing, you know? Yeah, I and don't then, know about that. And then, of course, you know, when you go up to Spawn Ranch in the middle of the night, yeah. you might not come back. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> I mean, that. I mean, he was a good guy. He seemed like a good guy and everything. But just He was looking, funny. Oh, he was. He was, he was, a, he was a character. Um, but just look him up. Joseph Gilbert. Gilbert with a J. J-I-L-B-E-R-T. And you can look up Fleet of the Apocalypse and see the type of work he does. Um, so so we didn't make it. It was too hot. It was too hot for me to go up there. I'll tell you, when you're walking down Fremont Street, when you're walking in the Fremont Street experience, it's covered, right? And you see where they shoot the video up on the wall. Well, to get to the El Cortez on the ceiling, I mean, to get to the El Cortez, you have to come off of Fremont, and for a block... It's 150 degrees. You're, you're out in the heat. Yeah. When we walk that block, just a block, you feel like you're going to pass out. That's how hot it is. Well, I will say this, though. Remember how the casinos, how cold they kept them? Right. And I believe it has something to do with the corona. Probably. Because you notice how cold hospitals are? Oh, sure. And I think they kept them extra, because I don't remember them being that cold. I mean, literally, we would have to go outside to warm up. Right. I mean, it got that cold in the casinos. You would. You'd have to step outside to get to get warmed up. But when you walk outside, man, it's hot. I mean, obviously, 100 is hot, you know. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, clearly. But uh, it was way too hot to go up on the farm. I'm not a big farm person anyway. No. But... It was way too hot to go up on that farm. I'd have to go back in, like, November. <laughs> well. February when it's cold out there. It's not cold out there, but it's in the 50s anyway. We've told you everything that we enjoy about Vegas. Now, let me give you a couple do's and don'ts. Actually, these are don'ts. Try not to go into a gift shop and uh, get something late at night, like a Diet Pepsi or a... Uh, Candy bar, right? A twenty ounce Diet Pepsi was four sixty nine. No, no, five. That was five sixty nine. A five sixty nine. Yep. Well, I thought four sixty nine was bad. Five sixty nine no. is just outrageous. Well, four sixty nine is outrageous too. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could get a, what a two twelve packs for what they charge for one bottle. The fast food, you know, they've got these little courts, mm-hmm. $10 more than what you normally pay. Yep. I mean, ridiculous. But what are you going to do? You're on vacation. Right. You know, you don't really care. I mean, if you look, if you take that little amount of money and you go on vacation, you need to stay at home. Yeah, but it's just the point because, because I can tell you this, when... I imagine what a lot of people do. When you get off the plane out there, if you don't rent a car, okay, 
So you have all of these cars that'll take you to the hotel. Yeah. Now, obviously, you can get a lift, but a lift will take you point A to point B, all right? But you can get a lift or you can get an Uber and all of that. But they have these cars you can rent, uh, taxis and even limousines. So the one limousine I saw was 42 bucks for an hour. And at first I thought, well, it's only going to take me 15 minutes to get down. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Why do I need an hour? But I bet what a lot of people do is they'll get the hour and then they'll stop at Target or wherever and buy up some stuff and take it back to their room. You know, whether they rent a limo to do that or just a regular car doesn't matter. But that's the smart thing to do because because all of that stuff is plenty around there. And look how many people we saw with coolers, you know. We saw a bunch of people with coolers. Yeah, and I thought, man, we I did. bet you that's what people do. Because if I had to do it all over again, which we probably will. Next year. <laughs> I, uh, I would stop, get a 12-pack with some ice, 12-pack of soft drinks or whatever, get a couple snacks. Instead of paying five forty nine for one, I pay five forty nine to get a couple twelve packs. Why not? And you say, well, you're out there. Yo, okay, well, you know, I can, when it's a hundred, I can drink two or three bottles. I don't want to spend twenty bucks for it. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And let's I mean, face it, crazy. when you gamble, they give you free drinks, but yeah. they're really costing you. Yeah. 50 but, bucks a drink. <laughs> right. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah really. So, Unless you win. So you know what else I saw out there I've never seen before? I've never seen this anywhere before. I, I, I saw this one slot machine where you could lay your phone down on the panel and it charged your phone. Yeah, I did see that. Like, I've never seen that before. That. I've never seen that before. Well, you know what I would do. I'd get up and forget my phone. Oh, of course. You know that. I mean, the first time I got my new phone, well, it's obviously been upgraded, but the first non-flip phone I had, I got it two days before I went to Vegas, set it down because I was pulling a slot machine, lost it. I had it for two days, lost it. Lost it. Well, you know, I really believe that happened because Steve lost... Room keys. Oh, man. He lost our players' cards. I forgot what else he lost. But I'll tell you what I did. I did something out there three times that I've never done before. I was looking for my glasses. Couldn't find them. Well, couldn't find tell, them anywhere. Tell them where they were. Well, I am. I couldn't find them anywhere. Couldn't find the glasses. I'm like, where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? You know, they were on. I had them on. Had them on my face. Not, not up on my forehead. I actually had them on. Had them on your face, looking through them. <laughs> looking through them. And I've never done that before. I did it three times out there. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. Well, you know, it's time for letters. Oh, so in other words, it's time to let the people speak. And being we were out of town, we I only had a chance to review one letter. And I actually picked this out because I thought So hmm. you so you reviewed one letter and you picked it out. I, I reviewed the letters <laughs> and the emails and I because I knew we were gonna talk a lot about Vegas. Right. So I thought I would pull just this one. Right. 
And it's not to both of us. It's really just to you. Oh, it's to me. This is a good one. No, oh, okay. Beverly, mm-hmm. from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Oh, I know where that is. And you, you know why it was named Truth or Consequences? Because the old TV show with Bob Barker, Truth or Consequences, asked some town to change their name, and they did. That's cool. Yeah. So Beverly asked. Sure. You're probably not going to believe this. Mm-hmm. But is there any chance that you went to Thomas Johnson High School in the late 70s, early 80s? Yes, I did. Tom Johnson. Alumni, yeah. Did she go there? No. Mm -hmm. I believe my mother may have known you. Oh, okay. Well, you knew probably a lot of girls, didn't you, Thomas Johnson? Well, I knew a lot of people, but the high school wasn't that big. Yeah. And, you know, I was on the football team. And, and the track well, team. that's what she says. Kurt, did yeah. you play football? Did you play football? Yeah, I was on the football team. And did you date one of the cheerleaders? Well, I, you know, I had a lot of friends. You yeah. know, probably, I don't remember. It's a long time ago. Do you remember? And my mother's name was Shirley. Mm. Yeah, I remember Shirley. She was real nice. She was well, nice. Yeah. Beverly says, I believe I am your daughter. How can I get in touch with you? Well, you know, I didn't go to Tom Johnson High School. No. I, mean, I, no, I was, uh, uh, I, you no. Know, no, I didn't go to that school. No. I thought you meant, was I aware of I Tom Johnson High School? Yeah. I knew that, but no, I didn't go there, and uh, you know, I didn't get into sports. I was mostly into science and and chemistry. And the cheerleaders would have nothing to do with you. I don't, I don't, I don't think we had cheerleaders back. I don't think they got cheerleaders until the nineties. Yeah. So, so, so hey, thanks everybody yeah. for listening to the Core Extra podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Beverly, what we're saying is, no, I wasn't at that school. He wasn't at that school. No, 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 no. no. And from my understanding. Wasn't it an all-boys school? Yes. Actually, yeah. I guess it was because I don't really remember. I just drove past it a couple times and on the way to get a pizza. Well, Beverly, so we decided, we found out that no. No, Beverly. You he has no wrong. idea who you are. No. Quit contacting him. No, don't yes. contact him. We have no yes. reason. No. Hold That's on. That was the only. I thought that was a great question. No, well, thanks for the, oh, the, the, the engineer is waving at us. I, a phone call, Maury? No, no, I'm not here. Don't worry, I'm not here. <laughs> the hell's going on here? Um, so that concludes another episode of the Corexer Podcast. But, but as we kind of uh, said before on our different pages, the Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, that we have a new, a new feature, a new feature coming up and it starts this Thursday night. Premier episode of the attic, the attic. Oh, whoa, look at that. Look at, oh shit. That's probably Maury or Beverly. (laughs) All right. Let's listen to the promo. Here's a promo of the upcoming episode, the premiere episode of the attic. It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. <laughs> he had the hair in the middle of his back 
and a horn on the top of his head. Big triangle-shaped shiny object in the sky. I don't know what it was. That's, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. None of this stuff is real. I know what I saw. The Core Extra Podcast will now open the files on the supernatural, the paranormal, and the unexplained. These files are only found tucked away in the darkest corners of the attic. So be sure and tune in Thursday and check it out. And um, we're really looking forward to it. I think you guys are going to like this series that we do every Thursday night. Well, a few Thursdays out of the month. But this one for sure and then all through October for sure. Okay, that concludes this episode of the Core Extra Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Kurt. But wait a minute, Steve. Oh, wait a second. Before we go, what have we learned in this this episode? What have we learned? Well, the first thing we learned is, well, first and foremost, if you go to Las Vegas, stay at the El Cortez Hotel Casino. Absolutely. That's the first thing we learned. The second thing we learned. Don't forget to mention our names. Mention our names. But the other thing we learned, Steve, is... If you leave here at 9 and get there at 9, your stomach thinks it's 12. So you have to eat. That is true. It's the first thing you have to do. We were so thrown off. We were eating every two hours. Well, just to be safe, (laughs) you have to eat every two hours and drink a lot of water. The other thing we learned, Steve, is that it's just too damn hot to go to a farm in the middle of Las Vegas. In the the middle? No, no, never. That's another thing. No matter where it's 100 degrees, it's too hot to do anything. It's too hot to do anything out there, outside, unless you're down on Fremont Street. And the other thing we learned, that sitting at a slot machine for 12 hours does not necessarily mean you're going to win. Absolutely not. I can tell you that firsthand. And the last thing that we learned in this episode, and probably the most important, I did not go to Tom Johnson High School. I don't even know where Tom Johnson High School is. I've never been near it. I maybe driven past it once, once or twice. And I did not play sports in high school at all. Just chemistry and science lab. And I can guarantee he couldn't get a cheerleader. <laughs> well, you haven't seen the cheerleaders <laughs> at Tom Johnson High School. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you... you you haven't seen them. That's true. All right. Well, look, that's it. Another episode. We had a good time in Vegas. Had a good time back being on the air. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. Thanks for listening. <laughs>